This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I love doing it. I love performing. I love creating stuff. And it sounds cliche, but like, I'm tired of just not seeing myself on screen mm. in a certain way. And like, we're on, we're on the, like, we're, we're coming up. Like Indian people are like For all sure. over the fucking place right For now, sure. which is awesome. And I see them in everything, which is great. But the amount of auditions that I go on that I'm just like, another bodega guy? Mm. Does, does the Indian guy have to be the terrorist? Really? Mm. Are we not past this trope? Um, or the, the characters are like super whitewashed and they don't even acknowledge the ethnicity. Interesting. And it's to a point where like it's distracting. Hey, the Brazil. Tá comigo? New York, I know you have Humans, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of La Mescla. I'm so happy to be back. Uh, we took a couple weeks off because uh, sometimes shit happens like that, um, but I'm so happy to be back and to get into this episode. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe, and like on Instagram and Facebook and all that shit. And uh, if you feel so inclined, uh, leave a review on iTunes. That's sort of what helps the show get out there um, uh, algorithmically speaking. So uh, please help out the show if you like, and let's get into this week's episode. Our guest this week is the wonderful, wonderful Vishal Reddy. Uh, Vishal is a first-generation Indian uh, actor and writer based here in New York. Uh, he is an old friend of mine, actually. We went to undergrad together at Boston University, where we did a bunch of student theater of a very questionable quality. Um, but I was so excited to have Vishal on the show because he's doing really interesting stuff, uh, among many, many other things, including many TV credits that I'm sure you know. Uh, Vishal is the creator of a new miniseries called Insomnia. Uh, it's a super, super cool uh, show that's foregrounding the experience of queer Indian Americans, uh, of people of all walks of life in New York City, uh, and it has a premiere event at the beginning of June, which is in the description for this episode. Make sure to buy tickets and go support the show. Uh, I was really excited to have Vishal on and I think you're really gonna like this episode. So please enjoy. No, I promise you this material shit don't make you rich. Okay. Well, hi. Do I need these on? Or you don't. You don't need them. I'm gonna keep them just to make yeah, sure yeah. it doesn't cut out. Uh, I hope that's not weird. No. Uh, hi, Michelle. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thanks. So, thanks for having me. <laughs> already, I'm, this is already. I'm already tripping over my words. Off to a great start. Great. No, that's the. That's part of the authenticity of this program. Wonderful. I had a night last night. What? Do tell. Well, um, like a struggling artist does. I work at a bar currently. Okay. Yes. And. Uh, I was supposed to go home after my shift and then mm. decided that um, I wanted to go get drunk. Solid. So I did. What did you drink? I drank, ooh, I drank some tequila. Nice. Concoctions. I can't drink potions. tequila. That shit makes me crazy. See, there was like a three-year period where I couldn't, and then I turned 27, and then she came back. Oh, my God. I'm turning 27 this year, so maybe oh. maybe that turn will happen to me, too. Maybe. Or it'll die. Yeah, I probably will. That's what I thought. My twenty seventh year, I was like, if I if I leave this planet, I've done some pretty cool shit. <laughs> That's optimistic. That's optimistic right? way of looking at it. You're looking at me like you didn't do anything. <laughs> no. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so a scale of one to ten, how hungover are you right now? Mm, like a six point four. Not awful. Okay. Not yeah, awful. Yeah. I'm pretty hungover myself. What did you do last night? Uh, I Last night, I threw a surprise party for my roommate at our apartment. Cool. And, like, we didn't invite brought me. A bunch of people it's over really there. nice. This is literally the first time we've seen each other in probably five years. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so? <laughs> so? So why would I have? <laughs> oh, my God. I think everyone should invite me to all parties. <laughs> 
Great. To all the listeners out there, invite me to all your parties. That is literally going to be the title of this episode. Thank you. Thank uh, you. And I won't show up to any of them because what will happen is I will get, I'll drink wine and then I will go to sleep. <laughs> this goes out to all the people because Vishal and I went to uh, undergrad together. We did. This goes out to all the people who went to BU circa the years of 2010 to 2014. Yeah. Uh, invite Vishal to your parties. Invite me to your parties. I'm, it doesn't matter how long it's been. No. Just invite him. No. Even if you went to BU, just invite me to your parties. <laughs> I, I don't have to know you. Do you do you hear that, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Can you believe <laughs> Invite we, us to our par- her or your parties. Can you believe that we went to school with her? Yeah. And, like, didn't... Like, I remember... I found this out, though. I think she and I took a, a poli-sci class together, like a lecture class. No shit. Yeah. I definitely never crossed paths with her. It was only her. because um, I had to take like an elective, like a random elective. Mm. And um, someone, one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, you know, she was in that lecture. And I was like, what? She was probably answering all the questions. That's and I crazy. was the one that was like, oh, I want to be an actor. Like, I, eh. I definitely, why am I taking this class? I definitely DM'd her at one point about did this you? show. I did. Of course, of I, course, I should check if anybody ever read it. And I'm, I'm sure she does not run her own account. But she not only went to BU. I don't she's know. You'd also, be surprised. I guess. She maybe. Might. This was also, I think, before she officially entered Congress. It was like... After it she, was like right bef- after she'd it, won. it was after she'd won before she was sworn in. I think. Okay, okay. Uh, but like, not only did she go to BU, but she also like, well, she's from the Bronx, but then she lived in Yorktown Heights for a minute, like yeah. in Westchester County, where yeah. I'm from. So I was just like, we have all these things in common, and I'm making this show, and you inspire me, and then I just sent it. Did you say scene? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I never checked it. Should I check it? Let's check it right right now. now? Because I feel like she actually does look at her her DMs. There's no way. I just like, she must get millions and millions. I mean, she's on, she's very, uh, like, um, she's always on Twitter. She's always like DMing people on Twitter too, I think. So yeah. Oh, fuck. What's her, what's her name again? On Instagram? This is terrible broadcasting. This is the worst broadcasting. For all the viewers out there. Adrian is rapidly typing. Okay, wait. While, while I'm doing this, Vishal, let's start the way I start with all our episodes, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, where are you from? Where are your parents from? Let's get into all that shit. Sure. Um, I am from um, Tennessee, a little town called Johnson City that no one's ever heard of, unless you've heard of Wagon Wheel. The song? We, yeah, we get a little shout out. Oh, really? Yeah. Sing it. Johnson City, Tennessee, like I don't know the words. I'm a bad Tennessean. Um, I, I like Podunk it. little town. Um, I'm first generation Indian American. My parents um, are from a huge city in India called Hyderabad that I get to go to quite often. So, yeah, they came over here for work. Okay. In like '87 to Alabama. Were... Whoa. Out of, I know, like. Do you think there are no Indian people in Alabama now? There were definitely no Indian people in Alabama then. Um, and then they moved to Tennessee. They were already uh, married when they moved. No. So they, well, they had just gotten married, actually. They were arranged. They had an arranged marriage situation. Okay. And uh, they, my mom was getting, like, she's a doctor. And my, um, she was moving over here for work. And then my dad kind of just followed suit, and he was a professor at um, UAB. Um, what did he teach? Chemistry. Whoa. Yeah. And then years later, when I went to high school, he went to med school and oh, became okay. a doctor at, like, the age of 40. So you were in school at the same time? My dad. I was entering the eighth grade when my dad was going into his first year of, like, Oh, my God. Were school. you, like, studying together at the table? No, because he was in the Caribbean. So, fun fact, oh. if you go to the Caribbean, you can go do it's like an accelerated medical school okay so like a four-year program and it's a lot of people that like are older or who are from foreign countries yeah if they can't get the required like visa or sponsorship gotcha you can go to like the caribbean there's a bunch of medical so how long did it take him to get through i believe it was almost two years oh wow that's fast literally yeah yeah a little island called saba holy shit so we got to visit him that's very cool and then from there back to back to tennessee Gotcha. Yeah, and then finished, and then they're both doctors. Wow. And it was Tennessee your whole life. You didn't move around. No, Tennessee my whole life. What the fuck was being in Tennessee like? Ooh. I always say that Tennessee is like... It's the most liberal southern state, I would say. Okay. Just in terms of like... 
it's it, it's not liberal at all by any means, especially in my but by that town, metric. By that like, metric, yeah. like if you're looking at like Alabama and Georgia and like Kentucky, right. yeah, not great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tennessee, really, really solid time for Alabama right love now. Love it, I love it. I love what they're doing. Yeah, I love what they're doing with yeah. the state. Big fan. Huge. But yeah, Tennessee was interesting. I grew up with not a lot of brown people around me. Like I, I went to imagine. A, I remember my parents got us into this like private school and it was like the quote unquote best school in mm-hmm. like the town, but it was a Christian school. And so uh, we had to like prove that we were Christian. And my mom and dad were like, Okay. And so, so do you remember what you had to do? Oh, my sister and I fully got baptized. Whoa. Fully like we I my sister and I fully got like indoctrinated, okay. which is why I'm I I think I ran away from all of that, but like yeah, so like we went to this like predominantly like I would say 97% Caucasian school sure. where like we were taught Bible and in our science class was it like evangelical what was the denomination it wasn't it wasn't any denomination okay. it was sort of like anything any people could practice in all sorts of things gotcha. and all sorts of denominations but um, so they were like as long as you're a white christian you're cool <laughs> as long as you are just like a christian kind like of we were deal. like we were on their like we were the diversity sure like higher if you will like we were on their brochures like we were mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. whenever my sister would walk around people would be like oh my god it's the readies it's the readies it's like <laughs> were we were like these exotic birds like just walking through oh the oh my halls. god that's amazing meanwhile i'm like fat with glasses and like i'm just trying to get through my yeah my normal day is that a thing you remember people were people like kind of uh like uh, what's the word just everybody treating you as like the exotic like other kind of and i don't think they meant to but i like we were we were like that Indian family, mm. and like there were a good amount of Indians in my town. Weirdly enough, mm-hmm. like Tennessee has a large contingency of Indian people, but my town particularly because of like tech jobs and medical jobs, gotcha. Especially now, tons of Indian people, but there weren't any at this school. They all lived in like different districts. Yeah, and so I remember when we like they told us like we would be the first Indian family to be at this school. Wow. And then there was like another Indian family that showed up, and my sister and I were like, "Who the fuck are these? Who are <laughs> is, these people?" Oh, that's such a sinister thing, right? though, because you get forced into being like, "This is my spot," as opposed. to... Oh like, no! Like in that, because because then we just started like owning it, which yeah. is like fucked up. But we were just like, "Yeah, wait, we're gonna like use this to our advantage and like try to like." That's interesting. Teach not teach people, but like we would we would like talk about like going to India, and some people would be like, "Oh my god, like what's it like there?" And it's like yeah. it's just a place. Like, yeah, that's how it, it's, it's it's always been with uh, my family in Peru. Yeah. Like whenever I literally just got back from a trip and even, oh, yeah? even now with like my coworkers or whatever, mm. it's just like, Oh, what's it like? And I'm like, I don't know. My family's there. They're, my, they're my, just, living. my uncles are annoying. And yeah. <laughs> like, like there's no, it's, it was very interesting to grow up in that. And we were also that family that like, you know, that scene in my big fat Greek wedding where she takes John Corbett to like meet the family and she thinks it's going to be yeah, like a small dinner and they're like and the whole using house. Windex on everything. And yes, shit. yes. But the whole family's outside dancing and there's like a flame in the yard. <laughs> yeah. That was my family. Like we would casually, like that was our Thanksgiving. Like we would always throw a Thanksgiving party on Fridays because Ooh. like we would invite like all of our Indian friends and then like all the white people and okay. we would have like. Indian Thanksgiving, like we would literally have a table full of Indian food and then a full table full of like normal Thanksgiving food. Wow, you did both. We did both, and I remember we had a belly dancer come one year, and I was That's I was mortified because I was just like, <laughs> "Mom, I just want to be normal. I just I don't want to like." And she yeah. was like, "Shut up, Vishal." Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the shit we did. How long do you think? Because I had a similar thing. I, I think when I was that age of the I just want to be normal mm-hmm. it was definitely like ever present, probably until like honestly until maybe graduating college oh seriously yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. i think that persisted for me for a long time but mm. i was like how do you uh, how do you think you dealt with that and did that ever change as you got older oh i you know i th- i don't think it was for a long period of time i think it was i think because of that christian school weirdly i realized that like oh wait a second i it, I'm fucking proud to be Indian and like mm. I'm very very like I'm so happy that like my parents would send my sister and I there for summers and they would like make sure that we didn't lose the language and yeah. like we were constantly watching like Indian films and um, but then they also were able to like just say you are American 
here's what other people might not get, but like, here's what you are. You can, you can do both. You can be both. Right. Don't be ashamed of one or the oh, other. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, and I don't, I don't, and I think that like, it wasn't to like maybe like seventh or eighth grade that I was like, oh, I'm going to just like harness this and like hone in on it. And so that shame went away like very, very quickly. Hell yeah. Um, and I think also because of this school, it was small. Mm-hmm. I always knew I was into art. I always loved performing. Um, and I would literally show all of my friends from school like Indian movies. Like I would send them links and be like, watch this musical. Oh, that's dope. And did they? Yeah. And they, and like, we would have people come over f- to watch Indian, like the, like we would always have people come over to watch like the newest Indian movie. That's awesome. And it was just like one of those things where I remember like once that I got over that like hump of just being like, I just want to be normal. I just want to fit in. And yeah. I was just like, no, like my culture's dope. Like it's, it's so cool. And there's so much there that I'm now learning about. And now now that I'm like creating my own work and like I'm, I'm harnessing it even more and like reading a lot more about my culture and like my history and stuff. And, um, I don't know. It's important to me, but like, I know like I have a lot of Indian friends who it's not, it's not like they just want to be American. They're not really necessarily tied to their heritage or their culture. That's totally fine too. It's, yeah. I think every like first generation person like handles it differently. Yeah. Like how much they want to hold on to and how much they just want to assimilate. And it probably a lot of it depends on like the temperament of your parents and stuff like that. Temperament of parents. And I think regionalism, I think where you've been brought up also really has an effect on it. I think because I was in a place where like I wasn't necessarily with a ton of Indian people or South Asian people all day. I, I like longed for it because Mm. like, um, I, I think a big part of it was the art. Like I, I love Indian films, even mm. to this day. Like I still keep up with like all of the trades, all the trends that are happening over there, all the actors. Like I think that was a big foray into like why I, I held on to it yeah. because like I just loved. Okay. So name, name, like who, who are your OGs? Who are the people you're showing to your friends while you're in school in Tennessee? Oh, nineties Bollywood films, nineties Bollywood films. Um, name names. You won't know any of them, but that's still okay. say them. Maybe some, somebody, li- somebody listening. Um, will. These are like all musicals. Uh, which is like the heart goes crazy. It is a full on musical, like melodrama. It's amazing. amazing. There's literally like 15 songs that add, maybe an hour of the, the screen time. Like it's a three and a half hour film. Oh my God. It's, it's truly amazing. Um, I would say Mr. India was another one that was like, um, Anil Kapoor who like was mm. in Slumdog Millionaire. I've it's definitely like, heard that. Who yeah, wants yeah. to be a millionaire. Mm. Um, those are like the two that I can like think of. Um, Gubby Kushi Gubby Gum, also another one that's like literally the most melodramatic. Your, your eyes fucking lit up it's, when you said that. It just I still listen to the music when I'm like running. Yeah, yeah. Like those are the movies that I was like sending friends to and being like, we're gonna watch this. Dope. I think that's so awesome that your friends were open to watching that stuff and taking it in. Like I didn't yeah. have not to shit on the people I was friends with, but I did not have friends who 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 would have been at all interested in like watching or listening to Peruvian shit. I don't know. I don't, I think it's, we just lucked out with like the types of, cause I also had a cousin who she's basically my older sister. She, she lived with us. Like she came from India to go to school, to college in my town. Yeah. Um, cause there's a big university there. And, um, she brought a lot of her like younger friends who mm-hmm. were like 18 or 19 at the time. And like, I was like 12, 13. And so, a lot of those people were diverse and international and she was very involved in that culture. So like whenever they came over, I just tagged along nice. and like got to like listen to them and hear what they have to say about where they're from. And so I was just like, well, if Maya's doing it, then like I should do it too. Oh, that's beautiful. All these white people, <laughs> you know? So talk to me about starting, uh, about, uh, getting into performing. Like you said, you were always interested yeah. in it, but like, uh, so are you performing while you're like in grade school? Yeah. So, uh, when I tell you Bollywood films are the reason that I was like, I want to do that. So this, this film, this little bagel, Hey, there's yeah. a song, there's one song in it that. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, 
but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And it deals with like dancers. So it's like a very, sure. very like entertainment industry film. But there's a so song. So it's like a chorus line, kind of? Kind of. But it's about like, it's about this dancer in her dance company and she gets hurt and they replace her Ooh. with like a better dancer. And oh, then like shit. the company guy and this new dancer fall in love and it's like their love story. Interesting. It's, it's everybody. It's every like 90s. It's, like, it's like that uh, that Jessica Alba movie, Honey, from her forever ago, if you remember that film. I sure do. If Honey, anybody remembers that film out there, it's a classic. Can I tell you something? Sure. I watched it last week. Really? With some friends. Oh, I, that, I just had a weird psychic moment. We then. got very high, and uh-huh. we watched it. Does it hold up? No. no. But does Honey 2 hold up? Yes. Wait, there's a Honey 2? Direct-to-DVD, didn't go to theaters. Are you fucking kidding Terrible me? reviews, but we I'm watching that dying. tonight. We I'm also, watching that tonight. We also recently watched... Save the Last Dance. Also, oh, classic. Carrie Washington's character does not hold up. Like she couldn't say some of the shit that <laughs> yikes, she says. Yikes! And it's um, that movie doesn't hold up either. Uh, I don't that, know when this, that this... whole genre of dance movies. So my abuela used to come live with us for summers. Mm. She's too old to travel mm-hmm. now, but she she's weirdly obsessed with the Step Up movie franchise. So she many. would just be. She would just ask us to like put on Step Up for her Wait, whenever we were favorite? going out. Oh, I forget. I forget. I mean, she loved the first one. And this was years ago, but I think whenever, whatever the second one is, what's the second one called? Step to the streets. <laughs> you knew it immediately. You knew it immediately. I'm pretty because sure that's step the up one. three was I think step up three D, and so you had to like you got the glasses. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah, see yeah. that one because I was not. I was not going to pay twenty five dollars for a step up mm-hmm. film. No, but I will be watching Honey Two tonight. Honey Two is there. It's not with Jessica though. It's a different Honey. Oh shit. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honey had some. Sh- I don't even know she was dancing i doubt it right like i look back we were watching and i was like did she actually i mean she probably did i'm assuming they like hired a, a trainer or something May, i'm sure her. i don't know i i don't know i don't know when this became a, a dance if, any, if anybody okay. listening to this knows anything about the production of the film honey <laughs> let us know tell us i really would love to know like the history behind this yeah all um, this to say, like, these Bollywood films these Bollywood are what films, inspired you to start performing. Yeah, tangent, sorry. Um, so there's a song in this particular film that, like, um, it's in the rain. It's an impromptu dance piece. Mm-hmm. And there's children in the actual song, and there's children dancing in the rain. Oh, shit. And you were and, like, why am I not in this? And I was in India when I saw the movie. And, like, in India, um, they still have these, like, thousand seat movie theaters where it's like an excuse it's, it's a lot of times it's escape for yeah, um, right. a lot of just because india is so still very cl- class driven and um for a lot of people like indian movies are just such it's it's escapism mm-hmm. and like they go to them to like have a joyful time it's like there's hooting and hollering and people are mm-hmm. in like dancing in their like seats and standing up and it, i just remember being so enthralled with it and i i think we were like on i remember like the balcony we were on the second like balcony because it's like tears like it's huge um and i just remember not wanting to get up and Uh. i remember asking my parents like well there are kids in there how do i like how can i do that um and then like later on i believe that year they had taken me and my sister to new york because we had family here and so we got to come here a lot Uh, and they would take us to broadway shows every time we got do you remember do you remember what your first show was was my first broadway show wow super problematic now (laughs) super problematic show there's a lot of old broadway Mm -hmm. i saw the uh revival of carousel last year oh and I was like, ooh. And they tried to this is r- And they kind of did it. It was weird. Oh, <laughs> it was no. with my friend. I got a free ticket through oh. like a weird survival gig I was doing at the time. And I was with my friend mm-hmm. and neither of us knew anything about the show. And we both were a little high. Yes. And there's like a song like halfway through the second act that's like, yeah, he beats you, but he's your fella. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is rough. Sure, I know it. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that's, it's. 
what can you do? But I remember my, I don't, I don't remember this portion, but my mom was like, yeah, you didn't get up. Mm-hmm. And it's a three hour, it's three and a half hour show. Yeah. And I didn't get up during intermission. I just stayed waiting for the, the actress to come back on. And yeah. I just, I remember it so vividly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I, the minute that I sort of had that seed in my brain, I asked for piano lessons. I started playing piano when I was six, six or seven. And then, um, asked my choir teacher in the fourth grade to just like come and give me voice lessons. Nice. Like didn't tell my mom and dad. I was just like, yeah, I think my, I think I'm going to try to take voice lessons with my, my choir teacher. And then like this lady shows up to our house, like to, to do it. So yeah. And she was lovely. And like, we still, I still talk to her. Like she, we're still Facebook friends. And, um, so that was sort of my like foray into performing. And, and And your parents were always supportive of it. Yeah. I think they just thought it was like a, like it was a phase. Like they really wanted me to play piano, and like gotcha. I and I loved piano growing up. I yeah. had a really wonderful teacher, um, who was a Juilliard trained pianist, but okay. she was in this tiny town in Tennessee. And my mom and dad were like, "This like we we can't we can't pass this up." And yeah, so she taught crazy. me for like I would say maybe eight years. Um, Gerilyn Paolini, if you listen, Shout <laughs> if you're out. listening, I don't know where you are, but if you're, if you're here, we'll send it, we'll send it to us directly. <laughs> I hope you're well. That's um, amazing. That's awesome because it's yeah. such a common story for immigrant parents, especially if they are both doctors mm-hmm. to be like, you're going to be a doctor <laughs> get your shit. Together. I mean, don't get me wrong. Was that, was that the narrative present? was pushed yeah. for yeah, years yeah. and years and years. Sure. Like it, that was definitely, was like, it specifically doctor or was it just like anything that's a steady? It was normal? like, no. It, I mean, they were like, he can do whatever he wants, but like medicine's the only thing that's going to get you a job. And it's like, oh, so that's what you're going to throw on me? Like yeah. that job security will always be there? Sure. But at like the age of four, like, cool, 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 cool. We're going to play into the stereotype, dad. Um, but yeah, they, they were, my dad was always really cool with like, even now, like my dad and I, uh, like he's the first person to be like, what's going on? with like your art stuff. Um, I am my mother's son. And so she, she and I are the same person. In, in what way? We are very driven to a flaw. We like to manage everything. Okay. Because the way that we're going to do it is going to make everything look good. And then sometimes in our brain, it we think it's the best way to do things, which is not good. Mm. Um, and we also... We don't like receiving any sort of like affirmation or like positivity. Okay. Is what we think. But then occasionally we need one person. Like we will, we, this is the way that my mom and I work. You can tell me that I'm a piece of shit over and over and over again and tell me you need to work on this and this and this and this. And I'll be like, cool, 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 cool. And I got you. But then like, Every six months, like, I need you to just be like, you're just, doing okay. Just a little bit of just reinforcement. Just a little bit. And it'll recharge me for a year. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we, we are very tough on ourselves in that way. And I'm, I am her. Yeah. Um, and whenever I'm just chilling out, I'm my dad. My dad's a bit more of like a... My sister is my dad. Like, she is it's literally... A, it's funny how that shit just happens. very, like, even-keeled, like, just very wise and mature for her age. My dad has always sort of been... Like, I don't, I wouldn't say he was always chill. How he much, could be, how much young, your sister's younger? Five years. We're five, five years, years apart. younger. Yeah. Okay. You similar. have a sister? I have a, my sister's four years older. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I think the, the split, the like temperament split is kind of similar. Yeah. Are you like, what do you, what, what, how, are you, were you your I think, mom? What? Are you like, what, what do you, do you feel like you identify with your sister in a lot of ways or? Uh, yeah, I think like we're different? similar. I think my sister's a little bit more type A mm. for sure. I mean, I'm the weirdo who's like doing stand-up comedy in basements. She's not a performer. <laughs> well, she's create. She plays the flute and stuff, but okay. like, she has like a real job. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Stuff. She's a normie. Yes, 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 yes. But like, she's my normie. <laughs> yeah. Is she in the city? Uh, yeah, she lives in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's really funny how that happens. And also, we were raised like only by my mom. So we were raised yeah. only in the Peruvian yeah, yeah. culture. Uh except we look much more like the Irish, like Anglo-American side. Yeah. So it's, our family is super funky like that. I mean, family dynamics are just so, so odd. And like how, especially being first generation, I am now realizing um, as I am, 
I'm 28 and like a lot of my friends are getting, they've either gotten married and like we, I have my friend's first baby Some people are having way. kids. Yeah. Like it's, she's doing a month and I'm just like, you know, fuck. and we're, but like, you know, like, it's like, it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, but it, it's one of those things where I'm now in this point where it's like, oh wait, like when we start having kids, like we're, they're going to be second gen, they're going to be second gen. And so yeah, like, they're going to be in this culture, like well, how am I going to raise them? Because my parents came from a different country. Right. And we're what, able what to... Am, what am I going to do to like to preserve to that? To preserve it, yeah. you know? And um, and is that... How important is that to me? Like, am I... And I've already... Like, I'm throwing my kids into like Indian school. Like, they're going to be like speaking Hindi from yeah, the time. Yeah, like, yeah. I just... Oh, no, I definitely want my kids to speak Spanish. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it's just interesting to like start thinking about that and how my... Even my parents like coming here, like they... They didn't have any money. They didn't like. They had to work work their way up. All their mm. friends didn't have money. They mm. had like a good little community that they're still friends with, but like, they didn't know anything. You know, they're in like their late twenties, like coming from and lived in India their, their entire right. lives. So the question is like, how do you how do you live your own life while still honoring? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And like that, and I oof, that's heavy. Yeah, <laughs> and like the other thing with my parents is that like they had. They got arranged. They were had an arranged marriage. Right, like, yeah. They were also, like, I always tell people that I, I feel like I watched my parents, like, date while be married growing That's up. nuts. Because, That's crazy, like, yeah. they, they, the story is that my mom, when they did, like, the matching ceremony or whatever, uh-huh. it was supposed to be my my uncle. Like, that was the original, like, intention. Wow. But something happened where, like, it truly comes down, sometimes comes down to, at least then, like, height. Like, the heights didn't match up. Wow. Like, my uncle's a little shorter than my so, dad. Like, pure twist of fate, basically. And then my, like, the families were like, wait, what about, what about Vigi? And my mom was like, yeah, what about him? <laughs> that's, it's like, that's, like, what so happened. So what you're telling me is you're writing this movie and I am writing it. I'm going to watch it. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes I am yes. writing it. Good, um, good, good. Mindy Kaling, um, if you are available to <laughs> Shout produce Kumail, um, I'm available. <laughs> and if you want to co-produce with Judd Apatow, I'm, we're here. Okay. We're here, we're here. Okay. Um, Aziz, whenever you come out of your funk, that it's what's happening he's right around. now. He's around. He's touring. Oh, he's touring, but he is still not... The industry is Sh- sure. being very careful with him, apparently. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but what can you do? I li- I listened to his set though. I haven't like, I haven't listened to his. Some new of stuff. it leaked. Some of the audio oh, I leaked. I don't I know. You probably have to cut this out because I don't think it's supposed to be on the internet. But um, yeah, <laughs> he like addresses it, all of it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I got to check it out. Yeah. Uh. So talk to me about talk to me about BU. Talk to me about going to college because you were you were not a theater student. No, neither I, of us were. No, I. I sort of was though, because I just kept taking classes in the theater school. I took a couple too, but I didn't do the minor. I didn't do the minor either. I so when I was in high school, I was actively looking for because I oh, here's the thing. I realized in my senior year of high school um, that I wanted to be an actor. Yeah, I wanted to like this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, wanted to create stuff and tell stories, but. I knew that if I went to a conservatory style school, I would not like it. I felt it the was, same way. It was going to be everything. I saw some of my friends do it and yeah. they like, they, they didn't necessarily enjoy it. Um, I just, I always felt like I didn't want the, the thing I loved most to become work. And I, like that's, yeah. that's what I, I didn't want to like be jaded before I even had a career to be jaded 100%, about. You know what I mean? 100%. And I also felt like, I could still take classes and I got like a vocal coach my sophomore year, like outside who was like an opera singer. Right, and like, right. I was just like, I just want to keep all this up. And like, you know, we did like, yeah. we did stage troupe uh, and yeah, the um, student, probably, like, student production stuff. And that like satiated my like thirst, totally. but I just kind of did a lot of like self study. And I was auditioning when we were in Boston, like yeah. there was nothing out there for me, but like, I yeah. just went to like open calls at like, like went, speakeasy theater company. I went and, to like, a couple hunt, here like, and there. Yeah. 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 So I knew that that's, and that's how I learn. I learn better in a rehearsal space and in like analyzing a script and like a song or whatever I'm doing, or even taking like a class on like how to actually write a screenplay. Mm. Like that is where I learn. I don't learn well when I'm sitting in a lecture and someone is literally listing a slideshow or, 
when I'm doing a movement class and I'm being told that I'm rolling on the floor incorrectly. <laughs> I don't <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I couldn't roll on the damn floor yeah. for four years. And I was like, yeah. I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, cause arts, it's so subjective. Like it's, and it's one person's. It's also like, sorry, most of my friends, like your, your theater BFA doesn't matter. It doesn't, <laughs> like, it doesn't, matter it doesn't. I will, and I will counter so, this. I will counter this with saying, Unless you go to... Right, to a very specific school. A very specific school. Particularly for, like, musical theater. Right. Like, that these, there's a couple schools that, like... Yeah. The University of Michigan, the Carnegie Mellons, the Juilliards. Right. Like, the Yales. Like, uh, like, CCM. Like, those schools... The ones that have networks. The ones that have, like, yeah, inroads. Like yeah, like, that's where a lot of producers and casting directors are. They're looking. Yeah. Um just right off the bat. So you have that advantage. Like if you're going to do that, if you're going to go that route, like, and if you're able to get into a program that has that reputation, go for it. Because like, for sure, I would say like 75% of the people that I'm friends with who went to any of those schools are all like working because they've been working consistently since they've gotten out of school, varying degrees, but like, um, and there's no way to like know that. Right. So like as an 18 year old, I just knew that. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted an education that was a little bit... I wanted to do business. Um, I actually came in as IR, international relations. Wow, I didn't know that. Because I really like politics um, and just like all of that. But then I took my first class and I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Not do- oh, I, came into, nope. I came into BU wanting to be a philosophy major. I feel I like, was like I that. Du- I was this. that douchey kid who was just like, oh, I just want to like read about philosophy. <laughs> like, well, I'm very quickly, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm doing the film program. I'm you gonna were like, in com, right? Yeah, I did okay, film and TV. Yeah, I made a bunch of terrible student films. Uh, I mean, but yeah. that's where you like, you got to learn. Yeah, of course. You got to do that shit. And now I make terrible non-student films. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I love how the evolution is just like really bad. To bad. Yeah. yeah and then, yeah, yeah. like, when we're 80, it'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that, uh, it, it maybe doesn't, it's not the most, like, outwardly positive mindset, but I, I do feel like, at least for me personally, I do feel like I'm in the years where I need to get out the, like, mediocre stuff so yeah. I can get to, like, the really good thing because, yeah. very few, statistically speaking, nobody hits it out of the park on their first. 10 or no. even 20 tries. So no. like, I'm just trying to keep producing stuff and eventually the good thing will happen. Yeah, no. And it, like you will absolutely learn something yeah. off of each one where they're, especially in like film and TV, whether it's like the kind of crew you want to have, like the kind of camera you want to use for a certain project, the, the, the like how many people you want on set, the kind yeah. of story, like it just, every little thing you just get to tweak. And that's like, that's the beauty of it all. But, um, yeah, it's a process. Yeah. It's not easy. So talk to me about uh talk to me about moving to New York. Uh yes. the auditioning life and mm. then the transition. Not that yeah. you've completely transitioned away from auditioning entirely, but the transition mm. to focusing on making your own stuff. Yeah. I got to New York um just just like you know, like the little the <laughs> The girl that like gets off the bus and is yeah, like, yeah. "I'm here," and then like yes, becomes yes, a whore. Yes. That's from, what happened from to me, Tennessee, basically. And just you know, yeah, I literally, I grew up a lot my first year in New York. I had a lot of really good friends um, that I met here, and like a lot of high school friends. And so I actually started working at a startup. Okay. Um, this like tech startup, which I will not name on the air because they are <laughs> still around. Um, and I worked there for two months. Uh, Hated it because. Sure. And what I was doing was I thought that, like, I would try to use my business degree and then, like, audition on the side. Oops, doesn't work that way. I quickly found out um, that you just can't do it. So I was literally sneaking to auditions on, like, my lunch break. And I had, like, a commercial agent. And I I was freelancing with an agent at the time. Uh Um, And I remember getting, like, a couple of auditions and, like... I literally took like an hour and a half lunch break one time and nobody in the office noticed. And I kept doing this. Nobody noticed. And I went, I'm not needed here. This is bad. This is bad. Like, <laughs> this is bad. I'm literally just collecting a paycheck and yeah. like, they're not checking my work. They're not doing any of this. So like, I'm stressing myself out doing like, I feel like I'm leading like a double life right now. Interesting. Um, yeah. There's like me 
and then there's like Lupita Doppelganger, like who's going to <laughs> who's going to like oh, like from us, like the tethered. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it? so funny. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, who's just been like yeah. When I would go to auditions, it was just like a different human being. Um, yeah, yeah. There is that kind of split personality, kind of especially yeah. like I immediately after leaving BU, I I started working at this production company. I worked there for like almost two years. And it was the same thing where I would, like, mm. low-key, like, not tell people I was an actor yeah. and just kind of, like, go audition whenever I could sneak out of the office. But, like, it, it, at a certain point, it just made me feel bad. I was like, I just need to I need to own this, like, and even if I'm going to be exactly. broke, like, because this isn't working. And I also was just like, somebody wants this job. Like, someone right. else actually... Somebody like, actually gives a shit about wants, this. Yeah, and, like, wants to do this thing, and I, I don't. And so, like, what am I doing here? So, like, I, yeah, after, like, two months, I was just like, um, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I actually, like, booked a role on something, and it's going to take me away for a year. Total lie. Didn't book anything. I was literally, like, living in my Stytown apartment. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, not knowing what I was going to do. Um, and so... From there, got like had was I I was actually at the same time um, I felt like I wanted to just continue studying, and mm-hmm. so I did a program at the Atlantic Theater Company. Mm-hmm. I went to their acting program for like um, nice. for, for just like half a year. I've just, taken a couple classes there. Yeah, yeah um, I felt like I wanted to like analyze scripts better and so like with them that's like their their whole thing totally practical shout outs heather oakley did you heather oakley yeah man oh she was my favorite she likes many of my jokes on facebook oh does she (laughs) heather oakley we're facebook friends (laughs) heather oakley was just the most real human being in class she's dope she liked it she liked it if she didn't she was just like no try it again yeah um I love the Atlantic. I loved it. Um, Scott Ziegler, did you take any classes with him? Never. No. So I just, I did a summer program there when I was in high school. Okay. Uh, okay, I never like took any of their for real, for real classes. They, yeah. In like that six month period, I learned so, so much. Like just about how to analyze the scene, how to just like let go as an actor. Yeah. How to not be in my goddamn head. And I'm. I'm a Capricorn, and that's all we know how to do is just uh, be in uh, this. Right. Um, I'm a Scorpio, which I'm told means I'm a terrible person. Is that what that means? That's apparently what it means. I thought it was the Gemini. I'm definitely not oversimplifying. <laughs> I thought it was Gemini's that were the t- like the, the the troubled. Ones. I don't know. I've had many guests on this show in the past who are deep into astrology, oh. and I feel like they will. I feel like they will correct me. But see, I only know my own things like i i know like i'm the sagittarius capricorn cusp gotcha so i don't know i don't like if you they're like if you ask me about someone else i'm like cool yeah yeah, yeah. and then i like to date cancers that's what i've realized interesting i've and apparently we're all compatible that's a thing apparently yeah oh. i don't know who is saying these things but if there are any cancers listening cancers i'm single let's go i'm single and mangling <laughs> um uh so talk to me about insomnia we haven't yeah. touched on it yet insomnia is my my baby it's my little like child that I've been like like dealing with for two and a half years now um yeah I got to a point where I was I was performing and I was like able to like make money as being an actor for a little bit and that uh-huh. was wonderful and um and then it got to a point where I was going in for like bigger just bigger gigs um and it was very exciting and I ended up like there was a moment where I thought like I was going to book some like major s- stuff and um I was like oh this is it like this is going to like kind of like this is when it happens elevate like, yeah, yeah. you know my career in a lot of ways and I was just excited to like do the work and like then um I lost them all in a week and mm-hmm. um then cried for about a month sure. and got super depressed and then was like oh this is what they this is what they say. Yeah, this is what they <laughs> this mean. This is what I hear. <laughs> this is what they mean when um, they're like, don't do that. Yeah. Why would you become why an would actor? I do this? Like, I was like, Michelle, you're so fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, I know the feeling. God. Yeah. And it's, it's, so I, I complained a lot and I had a lot of friends in my life be like, shut up. Mm. You complain a lot. Like, we're here to help you, but like, do something about it. And I remember hearing this similar story with like Issa Rae. Issa Rae had a friend call her out and be like, you bitch a lot. Why don't you like write something? And like she did Awkward Black Girl. Mm. And then now she has a, you know, she has Insecure. Yeah. But um, so I just started writing anything that I could. I've never written anything. Um, and so I just got, 
I, a couple of my friends who are writers gave me their books on like nice. screenwriting and playwriting. And, um, my friend Alex Rubin, who's my like knight in shining armor. She, um, she gave me her final draft, like copy. She oh, had an extra nice. copy and she was like, here, take this, like use it, like use it, like, you know, do whatever you want with it. Like I'm yeah. not using it. And I was like, thank you. So just kind of taught myself stuff. And then, um, sort of writing anything that I could realized that I wanted like a writing mentor. So then I just started reaching out randomly to like Columbia, Yale and NYU faculty mm-hmm. or like people who had just anyone who had like taught lectures there and stuff and just said, Hey, here's what I'm trying to do. Um, I'm sort of frustrated with like how South Asians are portrayed in film TV on stage. I want to kind of just write my own material um, but I've never done this before. Would you want to like a mentee? Mm. And a lot of people were like, this is awesome. But like, I don't have time right now. And I got a lot of like, good for you for reaching knows. out. That's that shit that I'm not good at. I, I have, I think I have way too much of like a shame muscle. And, well, like, and I have no shame. Yeah. I don't have any like, and I, and it's, that's taken me years that's, to like, that's what I got to learn. But it's, um, I'm learning now. It's hard. It's not easy. It's yeah. not, it's look, I don't have a backup plan. This is all I've ever wanted to do in my life. So mm, snaps. I, it just it really is. Like I I I don't balance that really nicely. So I wanted to have content that reflected that. And I found um I found my writing mentor and her name is Leslie Schwartz. Um she lived in New York for a while but is now in LA and is like a writer out there. Mm-hmm. Um and we had never met, and I just started sending her stuff. We got on the phone, and I just started sending her screenplays, and um, I would pay her. I would she would like reduce her rate, and she would also like give me like a lot of free advice. But, nice. Um, and she would give me like really good notes. And so Insomnia was this idea about this Indian American guy who starts. Um, sort of wandering the streets of New York late at night because he can't sleep. And it was supposed to be this like more vignette style, like high maintenance kind of like style comedy. Mm -hmm. And I was writing other stuff and working at bars, trying to make money, trying to hustle. And this concept kept coming back. Like people were just like, Hey, what's the, what's that one project about the insomniac that you're working on? And I was like, okay, I guess I should like, I guess I should do this. Do this one. (laughs) And, um, so then I just kept workshopping it and then I ended up getting to um, do a reading of like a version of the pilot with a bunch of close friends um, at Samuel French because a friend of mine nice. worked there and he was nice enough to like lend me the space and like so we got to do a reading of the pilot and um, I had developed it for like six months and had done readings and they kept giving me feedback like this is great but like there's just something missing there's just something missing from this character. And like, we don't know, like you got to figure out like what it is. Mm-hmm. And then my friend gave me this really cool advice that, um, that I just put into any character now that I'm writing is that, um, give them, give them a secret, give them some sort of secret mm-hmm. that the audience will know, but no one else in the script will know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever, I was develop redeveloping. I was like, okay, what can I do? So I was giving him like different occupations and I was like, well, what's going to make this like, cause I knew the tone. I knew I wanted it to be a dark comedy. I knew I wanted it to be like high maintenance meets insecure with like a touch of like flea bag. Like that's nice. like what I, Oh, season two just started. I right? just finished it today. Ah, I haven't watched it yet. It's, and you know, she's done. Yeah, no, I knew that. She's incredible. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, she's amazing. She's And she's, like, if people ask me, like, what I've never been able to answer this question, like, what my favorite TV show is, it's Fleabag. Like, it's, yeah. her voice is just, it's stunning. It's I could talk about her for <laughs> days. Like, I just think that yeah, she's. Yeah, but talk about your show. I want so, the people, yeah, yeah, yeah. people to know about so your show. So I knew that I wanted that to be, like, the vibe and the tone. But, um, so one night, um, and I knew that, like, also coming to New York, like, um, really honed in on like my Indianness and like my artistry, but then also like came to terms with the fact that like, um, I'm queer and I'm dating women and men. And like, it was one of those things where like, I knew it in college, but then I was like, I'm in New York. I need to like explore this side of myself and see like what this is. Mm -hmm. And I never saw that growing up. And so I wanted to put all this into a show and make this character like very multifaceted, but make it Indian as fuck. Like make the cast Indian, all different shapes, all different colors, all different body sizes. 
And one night when I was out, I got asked to be an escort and I thought it was a joke. I thought my friends were just like messing around with me and like had just gotten some random man to just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have run this agency and he was not he joking. Was dead ass. He was so serious. And I was just like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, there's like, there's a market for your, your aesthetic. Wow. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> me? Wow. Me? You mean th this whole thing? That's like, amazing. you know, I, and I, I, I it was very, it was very nice of him. It was like very common. And then that became the inspiration for the show. Well, yes, but at, when I said no, I didn't because I was just like, I'm not cool enough to do that. Like, I'm that lazy. was your objection. No, no, no. <laughs> your objection was I'm, I'm not, not cool, cool enough. enough to be an escort. <laughs> Title of that. <laughs> um, no, but what? Um, oh, that's so I, when funny. I said no, he was like, you know what? You're right. Indian people don't do that kind of stuff. Wow. And he walked away, and I went. <gasps> and you were like. Fuck you. I was like, that microaggression is my show. And I literally, I was like, guys, I'm going to go home. And they're like, what? And I was like, I'm going to go right. And so I got on the A train, went back up to Harlem, and on my my little like notes on my iPhone, had yeah, yeah. outlined the pilot, like a, like a new pilot. Hell yeah. So it's basically about this this queer Indian American who's a writer, and he is he's struggling. He's um, dealing with trauma, dealing with loss. Um and he's also taking care of his aunt who has MS. Mm -hmm. um, and my aunt had MS. Mm. Um, and like my, I saw what like my mom had to, to deal with and like the family. Um, and so because of that, he sort of accidentally gets this offer to, to become an escort from this woman and realizes that like it's his escape from like his like life. Um, Hell yeah. And so... We tackle a lot of shit. Like, there's it's racism, sexuality, um, classism, like mental health. Like, we just sort of like put it all into these little like six, fifteen minute episodes. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's the that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's like sort of the the gist of the show. I just got chills a little bit. Oh, good. Oh, I love it. That's what we want. Um, yeah. So we like we raised sixty thousand um, dollars last year on a Kickstarter and this is also in tandem with like I just launched a production company and mm. so my goal is to create more South Asian content and like yeah. to create a writer's room and like producers. Oh I could put you in touch with some people. Please, please, please. Um if anyone's listening, if you know people like I mean anyone, any person of color, any queer person, anyone who feels marginalized, any female, I, I just want those stories to be told because like it's about fucking time. Mm. And um because we're we're dynamic, we're interesting. We we are we're not just cookie cutter. We're mm. all sorts of shapes and sizes. We're multifaceted, and we're just not portrayed that way on screen. Um, and so we raised that money. Um, and two of my friends, who are also Indian from BU, are my partners in the production company. Nice. Yeah, um, they came on board and funded some of it, and then got a we got a crew. We, I had my director, um, a couple of my buddies who are my director of photography, my music mm -hmm. supervisor, um, and my associate producers, they read like the first scripts three years ago of the show. Like they were, I like bought them beer and pizza in Hell Brooklyn. Yeah. And they've been with you the whole way. The entire time. Cause I was just like, they've literally read every single thing. Yeah. And then we shot it in November. We shot, oh my God, we shot 65 pages in six days. <laughs> We were literally doing like one takes of everything. <laughs> did you? You didn't sleep. You must have not slept at all. I weirdly was like sixty-five pages. Damn. We. I mean, we did. We did twelve-hour days. Yeah. Six to six. Yeah. Then like we were done. We wrapped every day at six for the most part. Wow. Um, well run set. Damn. We the best the best crew. It was my one of my biggest things was that I wanted it to be like half female, totally diverse. Um. And like we, they like my producer T. He just and like Michelle, my director. Everyone just collaborated on it, which was, it was just it was lovely. Um, I got to cast all my friends who are really talented actors, who are like in all different. That's that's the dream. It's the dream. It that's the to... dream of like of to be able to employ your friends. God, that's literally my dream. Whenever people are like, "So where do you want this acting thing to go?" I'm like, literally, I just want to be able to sell a show that I can hire my friends yeah. and we can like have fun and make stuff. It truly, and it, it like makes the set so much fun and so easy. Yeah. Like whenever, 
that was one thing on set. Like I'm as a writer, like I'm not married to my words. Like if mm. you come up with a better line, let's do it. Like oh God, if we want to improvise, do it. Like, I mean, stick with like the skeleton of it. But like, if there's better stuff to be said, then like, let's do it. Like there's a scene in the show with like two of my, two of my like friends in the show. And we did a couple takes like with the script. And then my director was like, just improvise this whole thing. And mm. so we did. And like, that's pretty much like the take that we chose. Mm. Um, it just makes the set so much easier. And like, just, oh, that's beautiful. It's brilliant. Like it really is. So yeah, that is the goal. It's, and now you're doing a, the big premiere event. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah. So we did a screening at NYU um, with a bunch of their LGBTQ and uh, South Asian, like there's their groups out there and like, it cool. was awesome. So they were the first people to see it. Um, we are doing like a media day in a couple weeks and then um, we're doing the premiere at uh, House of Yes on hey, June 4th. That's so dope. That's so um, cool. Yes, they're going to be hosting it and it's going to be um, screening the first four, nice. first four episodes out of the six. And um, then there's just going to be like a big party afterwards. Fuck and yeah. Lots of, there's going to be. At House of Yes. So you know it's going to yes. be really fun. I know, I know. <laughs> it is a Tuesday, but like still. That doesn't fine. matter. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it'll be good. Lots of. Lots of, um, there's gonna be like some giveaways and like some prizes and like just, um, yeah, it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be a fun evening. I'm very excited to Fuck finally it, like, sh- share it with people. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I mean, we used to both be in like terrible student plays. Like, look at you now. That's terrible fucking amazing. student plays. That's fucking amazing. Oh God. Those, I still look fondly upon those days. Because oh, of, of course. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, yeah, like, we have to be honest it. with ourselves. Oh, 100%. <laughs> we have to be honest People that ourselves. like aren't honest about like, or people that like are like, oh yeah, my high school theater was so good. Like we put on really good productions. That's like, if I. No, you like. Like, you didn't. If you ever, and this goes for anybody listening to this, if you ever catch me in my old age t- waxing poetic about how good my, like, student college theater was, like, you have my permission to slap me in the face. You yeah, Macaulay like, GPS, class of two, 2009. You remember <laughs> our production of Godspell with 70 people on stage, It's always you? Godspell that people come out of it, and they're like, we just made life-changing theater. And I'm just like, you're fine. <laughs> I will say that you're one, fine. though. Godspell's the one show that I will say that, like, you have fun in it, but when you're watching it, you're like, yeah. When it, yeah, when there are a few shows like that. There are a few shows like that. I would also argue hair is like that. I would agree too. Everybody who does hair is just too. like these people are my family. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and I was uh-huh. like, oh, okay, I had fun. I didn't really, <laughs> yep. really get it. All shook up is another one that when uh, we did it in college. I remember. I saw it. You. I saw and it. We had such a goddamn blast on that show. Yeah, but. And we just didn't care. Everyone in the audience, I remember I was like, Dad, did you like it? And he was like, oh, it was a show. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> That's, my mom was, you not, not so much anymore. She's much nicer now. I think she's like softened with age, but she mm-hmm. used to be like kind of a tough critic. She'd be like, it was okay. Like you were fine. What like, was the show that, did she like any of your shows? Because you did some like good. Um, at, B, at BU? Yeah. Mr. Adrian Burke was Hamlet, everyone. Yeah, well, like, I hate that you just said that. I hate that you just publicized that. I hope nobody listens this far to this. He was great. He was great in the show. We did do that. Uh, shout outs to Marcus Doyle, who doesn't return my calls. I hope you're alive, Marcus. Marcus. <laughs> uh, once a year, our pal Ali Romano and I, I will text her and be like, is Marcus alive? And she says, I don't know. <laughs> I the, the last time I spoke to him, and the only reason I feel comfortable doing this is because I know he'll never listen to this. Uh, the last time I spoke to him was January, I want to say, very briefly, or something like that. 1827, because yes. that's how long it's been since I've yes, ever yes, heard yes. his, like, he's just a ghost <laughs> at this point. But anyway, all this to say, I'm very happy uh, that we're sticking with it ever since those, like, weird uh, shows in a side room of the of the hockey stadium literally, at BU. They put us literally in... a side room of the hockey stadium. Yeah, and at that time we were like, we're making art. Like That's we're right. taking this black box and we're just making I unfortunately was like that. We're making art. <laughs> um no, I mean I was too. We all were. Like we were also in it. Because like why of course, it's good. Be? I'm not knocking it. Yeah. Like I'm doing the same thing now, just with different hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I feel like every it's time just I fun talk to look back on. One hundred percent. I will look back on this version of Insomnia and be like, God, at this point, like I'm just sort of like I feel like it's all I talk about because everyone's just asking me questions. They're like, hey, what's, what's going on in your life? And I'm like, that's, this is it. Yeah, of course. There's, I don't have a personal life right now gearing up for this thing. And it's yeah. like what I want. Like, it's like what I've asked for. Yeah, you, you make know? certain sacrifices. But, um, 
Yeah, I'm super excited. I when we screened it at NYU, it was the first time that I got to like watch people react to it. Oh, and were like, you freaking out? I was more. This sounds so weird, but I was more like concerned that some of like there's little things in the show that like only Indian people will get, uh, and I was more concerned that like they might not like key into it or like understand yeah. it but then like watching their reactions and then like and it's not a show just for Indian people like it is a show for like it's like it is sort of like an insecure like it yeah. is a like insecure is like a story about two black women and their experiences but it's still like a universal sort of yeah. message you want to you want to walk that line 100 yeah. percent, especially in like a heightened sort of like this character is is escorting so like there's a there's it's like heightened realism right um but it's not like a a multi-cam sort of comedy. It's like a very dark sort of grounded little beast. Yeah. Um, and getting some of the jokes and the, the character talks to the camera. It's like the audience is kind of the only person that knows like the truth out of his mouth. And so there were moments that I was like, I hope they very flea bag. It's very, I mean, truly. And like, it's something that like flea bag and I think chewing gum, mm. another British comedy also yeah, yeah. did really, really well. Um, that, that wasn't initially in the script. It was like a last minute sort of addition. And when I put it in, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Because I need to show him like three different ways. Like I wanted him to be a person that's super confident, super knows what he wants to do when he's an escort. A depressed, very introverted human being, which is what he is with like his family and his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, um and then, like, when he's talking to the camera, it's, like, the biting truth. Mm. And that, I feel like, is, like, me. I feel like that's, like, that's the closest version nice. to me when I'm, like, with my close friends. Um, so that's what I was just sort of, like... And then there's a couple... There's an episode that deals with race and sex that I was, like... I was very nervous to show it because the actors who are my friends hadn't watched it yet. Like, they, it was oh, their wow. first time also seeing this, like... Seeing the cut. Seeing the... Yeah, seeing, like, the the episode. And, like, they were really happy with it. And because it's... Doing those sex scenes, um, it's the most vulnerable. Yeah. But it's all just so choreographed. And, like, it's the least sexy I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> and you wrote it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have no one to blame but myself. Yeah, what do I you wrote do? these scenes... What are you going to do? HBO, hello. Yo, I was about to say, like, I, it's only a matter of time, man. HBO. It's only a matter of I time. I keep telling everyone that because I'm just like... Speak it into existence. Yeah, I think that... it. Look, I just wanted to have a life outside of this this web version, I think. Hey, listen, having seen none of it but only heard about it, like, oh. I, 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 I'm not worried. Well, I'm, that's I'm very nice of you. It. I'm not worried about it. Are you, wait, what are you writing right now? Well, you said you were writing a pilot currently. Uh, yeah, thanks for putting that on blast. Oh, sorry, we can take this out. I was genuinely curious. Uh, yeah, no, I'm writing a bunch of stuff. I'll tell you about it off mic. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to focus just like you are on, I have, I have a couple of things in my head. I haven't found the thing, I haven't found the thing that feels like, um, that feels like it could only come from me yet. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of things that I'm writing that I think a couple of other people could write. So I'm okay. still searching for that thing. Cause the thing I love most about this show, about this idea is that it feels so unique to you. And I think that's yeah. why things pop these days is the authenticity factor. So I'm, yeah. I'm searching for that in the stuff I'm writing right now. It'll, I mean, look, if it weren't for that, Weird man. If it weren't for that man. I just got to walk around and have weird encounters with strangers. I mean, it truly, it, it'll, it happens when you do not expect it because I, for three months grappled with this character, like could not figure out what I wanted him to like be, what his secret to be like the, it was this weird thing where like, I knew exactly the tone of the show. I knew exactly the characters that I wanted in it. I knew exactly sort of the, the arc that I want. Like I have four seasons planned. Like I had it all in my brain. Yeah. And then the minute that that happened, I was like, Oh, this literally changed everything. It's like, it's like the, you'll know it when you see it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's the career process is weird, weird, man. Like, and now that I'm, um, we just did like a, I got into like the like Tribeca Creators program this hey. year, which was really really cool. Because um, I got to meet like, no, we got to like pitch stuff to like networks and in studios, and it, that was lovely and just meet people. But the coolest thing that I got out of it was that there are so many creators out there who are in the same boat as us, yeah. who are just like we don't know what's like 
we don't know what's going to happen. Like we're just trying to like do things and see like if it lands. Um, and they all like had day jobs. Like they were all like, yeah, we're like flying back to LA cause like we got to work the next day at like Mm. our our concierge job or like at our bar. And, um, one was like a personal assistant to like a big Hollywood actor and like, you know, like everyone was just like hustling. So it was nice to just to commiserate Mm. and you know, cause sometimes you, I don't know if you feel like this, but sometimes you, I feel like all my friends are alone. Feel constantly alone, but I feel constantly alone. And yeah. just, I don't. People say it's a New York thing, but like, it's an artist thing for yeah. sure. But New York doesn't help. Mm, I love New York. I'm I gonna, love New York. I'm gonna die here, but yeah. like, it doesn't help. I hated New York for like four years, and then last year I was like, mm. oh yeah. I mean, I'm from. You're I'm from, from here. here. I'm yeah. not from Manhattan, but I'm from here enough that like, uh, I love it. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I. I love every day that I'm here. Mm. Um, but it's, it's tricky. It's hard. And, but it was cool to just talk to all those people and know that we're all just doing the thing. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's, it's nice to hear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Plug the event one more time and then let's call it. Um, yes. Uh, the insomnia premiere, is going to be June 4th at 6.30 p.m. at House of Yes. Uh, You can get tickets on our Facebook page, Insomnia the Show, uh, or on our website at uh, www.insomniatheshow.com. There's like an Eventbrite link with all the info. Amazing. Ten bucks. And we'll have all this shit in the posts for this episode. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Michelle, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Yay, this is so fun. Okay, say something funny. No. And that's it for this week's episode of La Mezcla. Thank you so much to Vishal Reddy for coming in. Thank you to Symbol Studios for the recording space, to uh, Esther Burke for the visual art, to Mateo Sounds for the music. Uh, And thank you to you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, like, blah, 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 and tell people about the show. I'm really trying to grow the numbers, you guys. Um, So for those four of you that listen to these outros, Uh, tell somebody about the show today Uh, and thank you for your support we'll see you next week with another one bye Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.